Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Jesus can't 
greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many agree Jesus came down and he lifted us out? Do you know grace? Not brother grace. Hallelujah. I think the child, when she was, he was inspired to write the poem, he must have paused and said, but they will think we are referring to grace. Some, the only... The only way that they associate grace is brother grace. There is a higher grace. Uh, hallelujah. Isn't it so beautiful? I saw a young man, 10 year old, 10 year old preaching in Zimbabwe at Belvedere. He preached a, uh, I think it was a 20 minute sermon, preaching to almost 7,000 people. The pastor sat down Chitindi and gave the boy to preach, a 10-year-old. I saw on YouTube the video, his video has got a 3 million views. And he's preaching the message of the hour Amen. at 10 years old. Amen. Amen. Brother Bram says, get them before they are 21. It's difficult to convince them after they are 21. Yes, Amen. Are you happy this morning? Yes. Amen. Don't worry that we are packed. Uh, the airport is full of planes. Amen. The Boeing 747 are full to capacity. Yes. They are sitting together on the plane. Planes are flying all over. Amen. Amen. But it's only the church that they say we must not sit together. Uh, COVID. It's a demon, but it can be defeated. We, we can't trust on the vaccine because even the vaccine, people don't trust their vaccine. But we can trust on the grace of God. How many trust on the grace of God? Um, I've seen people in this church being completely, completely delivered from COVID. And it gave me an assurance that it can be defeated especially when we are in the presence of God. You don't die because of COVID, you die because it's your time. Amen. You, can, you can sanitize and sanitize even your shoes, but when death has arrived, accident, you go. The body is covered free, but you are dead. We die because the Lord's purpose with our lives would be done. We don't die because we were careless in church. This is the right zone. This is the right zone Amen. to praise God. Amen. The right zone to glorify his name Amen. without being jittery that what can happen. Do we agree that COVID is a demon? Amen. Do we agree that demons right now, right now are under our feet? Amen. Right now. Amen. I say right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, demons are under our feet. I told you, we cooperate up to a point. I cannot, as a pastor, get a call in the morning from somebody that says, I want to come to church, and I say, you have not booked. What nonsense is that? Hmm? I don't know what the person has gone through. I don't know what their battles are. Then I didn't say, hey, you don't have a space. What, the COVID has got a space, but a, a sinner that wants to come to church has got no space. I say, no, 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 no. I throw that into the bin. Let's carry on. Amen. Amen. God will take care of the rest. Amen. Don't worry. If you are here, I'm responsible as a pastor. 100%. Amen. 
100% responsible as a pastor. Don't, know, don't say I don't know the law. I know the law. Amen. I've got time where I spend time with your politicians and I advise them. Amen. Hey, I advise them. <laughs> your politicians, I have got access to them. I advise them. So don't worry. Relax. Uh, amen. Even the mayor of this city, there was a day I spent time with them, training them. So you relax. We know what we are doing. We are assisting Abumafikizolo. We've got the message of the hour. We understand what we are trying to achieve with the message of the hour. Do you agree, folks? Amen. Let the gospel go forward. Brother Matlabi is going to be a blessing to you. In this church, we believe in the fivefold ministry. God has gifted us with local ministers that we esteem as much higher as we esteem visiting ministers. We actually cherish our local ministers better than our visiting ministers because our visiting ministers, we don't know where they come from, how they live, but this one, we know how they live. Amen. I like it when God raises the local ministry. That is there full time taking care of the needs of the people. Then you've got a sense that the church has got a sense of progression beyond one personality being a pastor. Amen. Um, we are not seedless graves. We are graves with seeds that can bring other graves. Uh, that's what the ministry is. The ministry has got to give birth to other ministries. Amen. And young men that are here, that's why we tell them to wear a tie. So that sometimes we may be inspired to give you a pulpit. But if you come wearing sneakers, uh, we realize that uh, things are still far. Amen. Amen. I've got visitors from Nelspray. So let's give them a round of applause. got a couple that comes from Brongoro Spray. I don't know whether they managed to find their way to church. The brother that spoke to me and came with his wife, if you can wave your hand or they're over the place. God bless you. Amen. So we appreciate our visitors and then let's just relax and enjoy the wait with us. Amen. Eating is all wrong. And then as we hand over the service.
to come and just share a few words with you and then uh, we believe that the Lord is going to speak to you and bless you. Amen. Uh, without going far, we would like to thank the pastor also for the, I think you will realize that the standard of the message has been higher this past few weeks, uh, starting with the message that we heard about what is the message of the hour. Is the one message that the pastor preached that I enjoyed thoroughly and then I also that the following one is risen. And then the last one that he preached last week, uh, you must um, speak it and you must believe it Amen. in order to receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. So for me now, it's just to stand in the gap and just to just carry the page on. Amen. Amen. And for, the, for that, we believe that the same inspiration that the pastor had and the same spirit that grant him the, 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 the messages is the same spirit today, the same spirit of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that's going to minister to us this morning. Amen. Amen. So I want us to just open the scriptures this morning and then so that we'll be able to get a text for our uh, message this morning. Amen. We'll start with a scripture in Ephesians, the first chapter. So this morning we're just going to read a, bit, a few more scriptures. We'll read about four of them. Uh, so we'll just, I will just try to read alone so that we, we, we can save time. Amen. Uh, the first scripture is Ephesians 1, verse 1 to 3. And if it's there reflecting, I can see we're still paging through our Bibles. Amen. He found it this in this manner. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are in Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ, grace be to you and peace from, our, from, our, from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So I want us to take note of that verse which says, who has blessed us with spiritual blessings 
in heavenly places in Christ, because that is where we're going to get our text. Amen. And then the second one says, uh, it is just the next, the, the next chapter. We'll read from chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2. You just page, and then we'll read from verse 1 to 6. Amen. He says, and you he had quickened, that means made alive, because you were dead in trespass and sins. Amen. Amen. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that is the devil. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You see, the spirit that now, not in you anymore, but now worked in who? In who? The children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had, you see, our conversation in time past, in the last of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath. That means by nature we are supposed to be punished. But something happened. Let's hear what happened. Amen. Even as others, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, what we he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. Yes, and he says, by grace you are saved. And had raised us together and made us sit together in heavenly, you see that, that word heavenly places repeats itself again. Now he has sit us together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Amen. So we'll read another scripture. It is 2 Corinthians 5, and we'll read the verse 1 to 2. Amen. It's the scripture that we all used to. Amen. And if found, it reads this way. For we know that if our earthly house, this one, were dissolved, we had a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Amen. So what is that house? We'll try to find out what that house is. <laughs> Amen. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Hallelujah. Then we'll read our last scripture. It will be in uh, the scripture, the, the, uh, Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 26 uh, to 27. So it reads this way, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. You see, he will give you a new heart and give you a new spirit. That means he will give you a new heart and give you a new spirit, which will be a new attitude. Amen. And will put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put, now after he's giving you a new heart, giving you a new spirit, he comes now and he puts what? His spirit in you. Hallelujah. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. Amen. 
May we please uh, close our eyes for the blessing of the, of the reading of, this word, of his word. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning, Father, we've just opened the scripture. We've just opened, Father, your word. That is why this morning, Father, we ask for your blessing, Father, and we ask you to come, Father, to come and speak to us, Father. Because you, as the author of this word, Father, we can never un unfold it better than you can, Father. So that is why we ask you, Father, to come this morning and unfold it to us, Father. May you please use me as an instrument, Father, so that your children, when they come in, they will say, wasn't it nice when you spoke to us when we went to Imams, Father? So that when they come out of here, Father, they would have gained something. It might be just a sentence, just a statement, just a few words, but they should be, come out here with something that will guide them through the week, Father. So we ask you, Father, to come, Father, circumcise our lips, circumcise their ears, Father, so that they will be able to hear you only, Father. If there's any mistake, Father, that's going to come out of me, Father, may they not be able to 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 take care to to hear can it father they may, they may they only be able to hear can your word father while we are here father may you please bless this word father and may you please bless the the people who are gonna listen to it we pray believe in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen amen, amen. we can have the pleasure of our seats amen um for, for a task i'll want us to open a quotation amen um We will start with, a, if we'll read from the impersonation of Christianity, then we'll read paragraph 52 uh, to 53, amen. If the brother can just flesh it. So here the, you can see the prophet is speaking about an eagle, but here he, he, he refers to prophets. But I think you'll know that we have the mother eagle, which is God, and we have the eaglets, which is us. So whatever passage here, it will refer to the prophet, but it will also refer to us. Amen. So he says here in paragraph 52, So the eagle soars up much higher than any bird. There is no bird that can go with an eagle. You see? And there is no eye like the eagle. The hawk hasn't got a chance in his sight. Amen. And the hawk could not stand the altitude where the eagle can soar. You see now, we've spoken about heavenly places. Now here is the prophet telling us about that the eagle has, must fly higher. It must soar higher. And in a way, it, it must fly higher. It must have an eye to be able to see. That means they say the, the more the eagle, the further it, it flies, the more it can see. Amen. So he says, the hawk could not stand the altitude of where the eagle can soar. Because why? He will die. He hasn't got the makeup that the eagle has. Now you see now, there is a makeup. <laughs> it's the same thing as a Christian. There is a place where a Christian can go that no other person can go. Because they don't have the makeup to take them there. But a Christian can. Amen. So he says, now the hog is a bird. <laughs> and so is other birds. And so is the eagle. Just as much as you, you are a person. So is other people out there. But there is something about you. Hallelujah. So he says he can run, he can go way so high until he can see things that other birds cannot see. Because he's what? Higher. What are you? You are higher. You are of a higher disposition than all the other people on this earth. Amen. So he says, and God in making the eagle make him for that purpose. 
even you, when God made you, he made you for a purpose. Amen? Because his nest is higher than others. Your nest, as a church of, of God, is higher than others. Hallelujah. So he says, his little ones is up in the nest, and they feed on the ground. So in order to see the storm or the troubles coming, his nest must be what? Higher. Amen. The eagle to survive must go higher so that he can protect his little ones. Amen. Amen. So we'll read another quotation also. So you see now, we've already talking about heavenly places, altitude, makeup. So your makeup is your attitude. Amen. So our text, our uh, subject this morning will be heavenly altitude. And then our subtitle uh, will be your attitude reflects your altitude. Amen. So we'll read another scripture. We'll go, why some people can't keep victory. Then we'll read paragraph 10 and 11. Why some people can't keep up the victory. So like I said, he, 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 we, he, we, we said that he said he was, when he was speaking here, he was typing in the prophet. So he says here, yeah, when he starts, the eagle was a type of a prophet. Now the eagle is a mighty bird. And one of the saddest sights I've ever seen in my life was one day at Cincinnati Zoo. My boy was telling me a few moments ago that they got one across the lake. That means they've got just one zoo that they've just opened across the lake. And some kind of a little place where they got some animals over there like a little zoo. I don't even want to see it. If anything I hate to see is anything caged up. Amen. I hate to see Christians caged up. Now, if you, if you give your canary bed all the orthodox food, you could give it and then keep him in a cage. Can you imagine God feeding you? You know, when we feed you, there's a potential that we want you to realize. We cannot just feed you and cage you. <laughs> that means you, we need to feed you so that you can come and explore. That is why the word of God says, Children of God must go and do exploits. Because why? He's feeding you to, for you to go there and explore and do exploits. Amen. So he says here, what good is it going to do him? Give him good food? Make him strong wings? If you won't give him room to fly, what good? So that's what I think the Christian has been caged up. We ought to be free. If we study the word and believe the word, give us room. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, if you are a child of God, that is why a child of God normally, if a, if a trial comes, it gives him room <laughs> to demonstrate, you understand, to explore, to do exploits, to show the might of the God that is saving. That is why he says, give us the word and we believe the word, we study it, then after that, give us room to demonstrate our Father. Amen. Now he says, sure, let's get out and get moving. Exercising. Amen. Demonstrating our faith. Then I notice this great bird, an eagle, and how he'll take his great wings and he'll beat against the cage. You see, if a person has a potential like this eagle, it is caged, but it is not meant to be there. 
So it will always try to get out. Amen. So he will take his great wings. He'll beat against the cage. Then he will fall backward. And he will look up in the sky. And he will beat again till all the feathers was off, off his wings. And he says what all beat up. He will lay on his back. When he, he hit them, great bands and fly back, he will look up. Why his eyes being weary? Will look up at the skies because where he is a heavenly bird. That is why even you this morning, if you are caged by a sin, if you are a heavenly bird, if you don't belong there, if you are a child of God, you have to. There will be a struggle within you to get out of that sinful situation that you are, to be able to get rid of that sinful nature that you are, because that is not where you belong. Now, that is why this eagle is in this cage. It is beating up because he knows what? It belongs up there in the sky. It is a what? A heavenly bed. As much as you are a heavenly creature, set on heavenly places with what? With Christ. Amen. He says, and his eyes weary. He, he can fly higher than any other bed there is. You know, there is potential. It knows what it can do. Mad, yet a situation, maybe some bad situation has caged him in that cage. But yet, that is not where he belongs. He says he can fly higher than any other bird there is. Why? The hawk. It's no match for him in no manner. Not a bird on earth can fly with an eagle. He goes way into the air. You know, when you go into the atmosphere, you have the mesosphere, stratosphere, thermosphere. That is the, the, the different stages of the, of, the, of, the, of the atmosphere. The eagle is the one bird that can fly higher into the stratosphere. That's what the prophet teaches us. He can fly way higher and look at other birds. That means even when he's flying, other birds might try to fly with him, but they cannot keep up. Amen. He says, no other bird could stand it. He is not built for that kind of an altitude. But yet, the eagle, it is built to fly to those heights. Amen. That bird, the hawk, humming bird, whatever that is, if he tries, he will die if he went up there. The air there, because the higher you go, the way the atmosphere is in, the thinner the air becomes. That is why some people, they will get uh, what you call, I think it's mountain sickness, if they go high up in the mountain, because the more you go there, the air becomes thinner, and then you suffocate, and then you can't work. Even Brother Brandon, there's an instance where he went with some brothers there, went to hunting, and they went climbing into the mountain, because he's used to do it. He didn't have a problem. But the other brothers, the moment they went, came out of the car, climbed out, they became dizzy. One of them even fell off. Why? Because there the air is thinner. But the eagle is made for that, for that type of atmosphere. Amen. Amen. He says, the air is so thin, he couldn't breathe it. He would perish and drop to the air. But the eagle is made a heaven soaring bed. Hallelujah. So, now, as we spoke, that we'll try to speak this morning about a heavenly altitude. Now, that means heaven altitude, the other way there is heaven. And I think heaven, as we know, is a place that we all aspire to. It doesn't matter who 
the person is. That is why even here the brother Brandon is speaking about the eagle. He's speaking about the hawk. All of them, they want to go higher. Even everybody, whether he's a Christian, he's a Muslim, a Buddha, their final destination that they want to go to is heaven. Well, however way they go there, they want to see themselves there. Yeah. Now, but now, the only thing is now, you have an eagle. <laughs> you have other beds. Yeah. That means you have Christians and you have other faiths. Yeah. Now, there must be one that is supposed to be able to lay claim to this heaven. Now, that person, that means he must have the makeup or he must have a connection with something there in heaven. Yeah. Hallelujah. That is why we say you are the children of the king of kings. You are of the royal priesthood because your father is the king and you are what? His, his children, his sons and daughters. That means there is a connection between you and God. And as we say the connection there is a, is a, is a blood relationship. It's a gene re- relationship that you have with God. That is why you can lay claim to that kingdom. You can lay claim to heaven because that is where you come from. Where you come from is where you're going to go to. Amen. Now, I remember one day we, we were having, uh, uh, so with some doctor, we were having some water round. And then after seeing some patients, so we're just conversing because, as we know, the Zulu king passed away. And then uh, the um, king's goodwill is already now. There must be another king that must take his place. Now, I think they've already earmarked somebody to do that, but that person was not married. Now, what I'm trying to show you is that the reason why people aspire to go to heaven is because it's a nice place. Yeah. You know, you, you get saved, you become a queen, you know, everything comes easy. So every person, they want, to, they want that. They want that comfort. That is why everybody lays claim to this, what, to this heaven. Now, even there, while we're doing a water run, so we're just discussing. Or, no, this, this king, yeah, now you must look for a wife. Now, because now, you can just imagine being the wife of a king. Now you'll have a comfort. You don't have to work any time in your life. Anything that you want is just there at your disposal. Now we're speaking there. While speaking there, we say, hey, that means there should be some selection. Maybe there will be some ladies that will come there. Now there was a sister, a nurse standing next to us. She says, hey, Nami, I want to be con- I want to, to be there. <laughs> now, when she said that, we, we were just like looking at her. Now, the reason we were surprised why our eyes were white is because we know her. Yeah. And then we know the requirement. <laughs> now, we are like, oh. <laughs> we know that the people who are supposed to, they, they need to meet this certain requirement. Yeah. But with her, first of all, she was married. I, that disqualified her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, last year, she had a baby. Yeah. I, no, that disqualified her now. But you see now, the aspiration to yeah. go there yeah. even made her to even forget her situation. Yeah. Why? Because heaven is like that. It's the same as heaven. Even the royalty is like that. Yeah. To be there, yeah. you will even forget all your faults. Yeah. Now, when we say, we say we're like, jokingly said, Mar- uh, Marwena, we know you. You are married. She hit the ring. <laughs> we're like, no, no, you can hit the ring. But last day we have evidence that you're pregnant. She's like, me? I was never pregnant. What picture do you have of me being pregnant? You see now, she was even willing to fake everything so that she will only be able to be in consideration. Yeah. 
But now, that is not what it takes to be heaven. There should be a relationship, a blood relationship between you and the person there. Even with the royal priesthood, there are requirements. You must be what? A virgin. You must never have known any other person. You must only be able to be there and serve only the queen. That means there must never be any scandal about you. That is the same with the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So now, as Christians, we also aspire to that place. But with us, it's not just an aspiration, as I tell you. And then we know that we, we are the attributes of God. That is why we can lay claim to that heaven. Because the, the person who's there, we are part and parcel of him. That is why the word says, you are set there in heavenly places in Christ. Because Christ is the head and we are one. We are his body. Amen. So now, you see now, the reason we desire to go there is because we desire to be where we were. It is not just a vain desire out of just aspiration, aspira- of an aspiration to be there because of the comforts there. It is because it is where we belong. Amen. Amen. Now, brethren, what I'll tell you is that, is that if you want to be there, your life on earth must reflect it. That is why we're talking about attitude. Your attitude reflects your altitude. That means even if you are here on earth, to be there, we must already see it while you are here. That you belong there. Amen. And we say, heaven sounds mysterious. But remember now, the fellowship and the relationship with, that we have with God is actually a fellowship of a mystery. It is difficult for you to comprehend. It is beyond human comprehension. It is beyond normal human knowledge. That is why we can have a scripture that says, I know a man in Christ whether in this body or not, who managed to go away to the third heaven. Now, to the normal human comprehension, it is something that is impossible. One can be here, and the next time he's in heaven. And the next day, we see the same person preach to, preach us to here, this mo- the next morning. Now, why? It's because it's a fellowship of a mystery. Even now, we remember there was a one that was caught beyond the curtain of time. Went up there into the... The, 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 the sixth dimension into, into heaven itself where he met some of the people. Now, if we tell you, because you, you are not of that disposition, you might not believe it. Yeah. But the reason you might not believe it is not is because that is not the place where you belong. But people who belong there, whenever he says it, they will open their ears, want to know, because they want to know about the place that they're going to be. You know, if you are going somewhere, you are traveling and it's a journey, you will prepare the journey. You will study about the place that you're going to visit. So that when you go there, you know exactly what to expect. Even with us, when Brother Brenham, Paul, speaks about heaven, it tickles our ear because that is where we belong. Amen. It is not something mysterious, but to others, it's a mystery. Amen. Now, Brother Brenham went beyond the kingdom of time. Paul went into the third heaven. So now, there was people that we know. But the reason why they could go there is because they were set up with Christ in heavenly places. You understand? You too, you need to be set up in Christ with heavenly places. So we'll go there and try to explain what we mean. 
by that. Because now, the one thing that I want us to speak about is that you must understand that while you are here on earth, it must reflect where you come from. And it must reflect where you are going. And then now, you must remember even that slave. You remember that slave? He was in slavery. But even in slavery, his disposition, his attitude, the way he looked, reflected the fact that he was the son of a king. In slavery. Amen. Even at first, I think after he was caught, he tried to hide it. Fearing that maybe he will be killed or punished because of his origin. But as time went by, he just could not help it. Because it was something in him. It was part of him. It was him. How can you hide yourself? That is why as time went by, as time goes went by, it just shone. It just burst through. Who he was just burst through. He couldn't help it. <laughs> he, he tried, but you know, if you are a child of God, you can't help it. No, you can't. You can try to hide, you can try to lay low, but as time goes on, if evil comes, you just have to raise up, strike against it, because it is your disposition. Amen. Now, you will realize that with this slave, what was inside of him became greater than the conditions that he was in. Slavery, harsh condition, miagra, food rations, yet he thrived. You understand? Even people who were there were even saying, uh, this one, no, maybe this one is a special slave. <laughs> maybe you are feeding him different. Maybe in your house you have a room in the house where he slept. Because slaves used to sleep on a hard floor. They'll give them the littlest food possible just to keep them going. But yet with him, when you looked at him, and you look at the other slaves, while they were getting destroyed, while they were succumbing to those conditions of, of that place, he was thriving. Why? Because of what was in him. Because even in those harsh conditions, he, has, he had told himself that I am a son of a king. And then being a son of a king, I must hold myself as such. You see, his disposition showed what was in him. It reflected what was in him. Even you this morning, if you are a child of God, it must reflect. If you are heaven bound, we should see it. It must reflect. Amen. So you see, he could not help it. What was inside of him transcended and went above and beyond the harsh condition of slavery. Even with you, the world that you are living in, most of us will agree it is not made for a child of God. But you must transcend and go above the harsh condition of this world. Remember, with God, he needs overcomers. He needs people who are victorious. You cannot come here and be a crybaby. He wants people who will go there and fight. Demonstrate. You understand? So you cannot come here and complain and say, because of this, I could not do this, I will not do that. No! He does. Faith doesn't have reason. No. You cannot reason with faith. Faith must just go there and conquer. Amen. Now, 
If people you are here want a narration about heaven, they must look at you. If they want a glimpse of what heaven is like, they must look at you. You must demonstrate and display. Amen. Your life must demonstrate what is inside of you. Amen. That is why we say your altitude, your attitude reflects your altitude. It shows where you come from, whether you are from above or from beneath. Remember, there is a trinity going up. There is a trinity going up, down. We have what? We have, uh, going up, we have uh, the Holy Ghost. We have, um, we have angels and we have heaven. That is the trinity going up. Going down, we have souls that are lost. Then we have demons and we have hell. Now, people who belong up there must demonstrate the Holy Ghost, the work of the Holy Ghost, the work of the angels, the work of heavens. Those going out there, they must show that they are lost just like their fellows down there. They must show that they are demon-possessed like demon. That means you cannot help it. You are either on that side. This is why Brabram says there is a gaiety of darkness, conglomeration and gaiety of darkness in this world. And in that gaiety and conglomeration of darkness, there is a light, a flick of a light. He says, that's you. The whole earth is in darkness. A flicker of light is you. So if you are a flicker of light, you must what? You must demonstrate. Amen. So it reveals, you must reveal your heavenly altitude. If you are from there. Your attitude must reveal your heavenly altitude. Amen. So a question to ask is... Um, what is it of you that is set with Christ in heavenly places? Because you are here. <laughs> what is setting up there in heavenly places with Christ? Because he says you are set there with him. And he doesn't say tomorrow. He says now. But now I see you here. So what is it of you that is setting up there in heavenly places with him? Well, the prophet must tell us. <laughs> Uh, brethren, we, we, we shouldn't be ashamed of it. We have a prophet. Everything, there is nothing here that I'm telling you that I conjured from myself. No. It is, it is the food that he's taught. I'm just regurgitating what he's taught. Amen. So he must answer for himself. He must answer for us and teach us. Amen. So we'll go to a quotation now. Um, we'll read Hebrews uh, chapter 2. And then, uh, which was preached in 1957. Um, uh, we'll read from paragraph 278 to 279. Now, the reason I'm, I brought this quotation is because in the beginning, in, in Eden, it was like heaven. Before sin came in, it was like heaven. Because man had control of everything. He was in charge of nature. He could direct the wind. You understand? Men had authority. You understand? Yeah. God will just come there, visit him, speak to him like a friend, speaking to a friend. Now, what changed? Now, let's hear what happened here. Um, and now, the logos, that went out of God, which was, the, because we want to find out what is it that is 
sitting there in heavenly places with, with Christ. He says, now the logos that went out of God, which was the logos, all this begin to form in a body shape. And this body shape was called, in school of teaching, logos. The logos that went out of God, in other words, a better word for it was what we call a theophany. Theophany is a human body that's glorified. Not exactly with flesh and blood like it will be in the glorified state. Remember in the glorified stage is where is when the theophany comes. Take a part of your body down here on earth, then it becomes glorified. You understand? Now here he says theophany is different because theophany is, is not is a glorified, but that body, remember the pastor was teaching us that in the, in the millennium, in heaven, we'll be able to eat because the glorified body, that one can eat. But this one, which the Ethiopian can't. Amen. He says, it is not exactly with flesh and blood like it will be in its glorified state, but it is of a form of a human body that doesn't eat. Neither does it drink, but it is a body. A body that is waiting. You see now? There, now there is the answer now. A body that is waiting for us as soon as we leave this one. We go into what? You are a theophany. That is why there is a song that I can hear my theophany calling me. Where is it calling you from? From those heavenly places while you are here. Amen. So it is a body that is waiting for us as soon as we leave this one. Now in there we enter into that body. That means when this one dies, the inside man that is in us, in us goes and he goes into that theophan. Amen. Amen. And that's the kind of a body that God was. For he said, let us make men in our own image and in our likeness. Now, when men became into that body, he had control. You see now? Of all the... That is why we long to be in that body. You understand? He had control of all the fishes and the fowls and the beasts of the field. And then the word came, the, the, the second Genesis says, then there was no man to till the soil. That is Genesis 2. He then made male and female. There was no man to till the ground. Then God made men out of the dust of the earth. This one. And gave him a hand like a chimpanzee. He gave him food like a bear. He gave him, he made him on the image of an animal. Amen. And this earthly body is in the image of an animal life. And it is made of the same kind of material. Your body is made just the same kind of material as a horse or a dog and anything like that. That is why even now, if you are a vet, a vet is a doctor that looks after animals. And you are a doctor. Do you, see, do you know that we use the same medication? <laughs> oh, now, oh, you didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, we use the same medication. The same antibiotics that you use, it is the same antibiotics that a dog, a horse uses. A horse can have a pneumonia. A dog, just as much as you can have a pneumonia, he can have a pneumonia. A dog, I think you've heard of swine flu. Yes, why? Because the body... It is similar. The same diseases, zoonotic diseases that they have, can actually even jump and get into you. Why? Because this body, it looks similar. That is why we can use the same antibiotics 
use the same medicine? Yes, because a horse is bigger, the dose will be bigger because it is big. But it is actually the same. Amen. It is made out of calcium, potash, petroleum, cosmic light. All flesh like that is not the same flesh. It is different flesh, but made out of the dust of the earth where it comes from. But now there is a difference now. The difference between an animal and a man is because God put a soul in you. That is the main difference. He didn't put it in an animal because that soul, because the soul that was in a man, it is that is your father. You see now? <laughs> now we are getting somewhere. That means the same soul, it is the one that is the theophany is the one that is calling you. I can hear my theophany calling me up there. It is what? It is the same soul, the same theophany, the same celestial body. Amen. Now, let's go back. Go down. Go, go on now. Now, you'll understand now that for us to be in the state that we're in, something might have happened. And then for us to be able to attain this heavenly altitude, something must happen. Sin, remember now, when, when Adam was like that man, that, 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 that man, the, the, the first man, the man, the man in Genesis 1, eternity, um, there, uh, I want to get the word for you, amen? The cycle of eternity, yes, that's the word I want to know, was not broken. No, it was intact. That is why man and God was in, in constant communication. They were just talking, you know, like a friend, like a father speaking to a son. But now, when sin came, it caused a chasm, a separation. Now, that cycle of eternity broke because of sin. Now, that is why now man lost the authority. And then that book of life that man had, God took it, reserved it. Because he didn't want the devil to have, to have it. That is why he took it to himself. Now, when that cycle of eternity was broke, man started to suffer. Death set in. Man became what? Mortal. But before that, he was what? Immortal. Amen. Now, and he had what? Authority. If there was a wind, remember, and it was just too cold, and there he was with his lovely wife Eve, he could just say, no, wind... We don't need you today. Yeah. <laughs> you will come tomorrow. Yeah. If there was a lion, he will speak with a lion. You know, converse with it. In fact, the Bible tells us that men gave the animals the names that the animals have. It is men. You see now, there was a constant communication between men and God. What God thought, that is what men thought. The name that men gave the animals, it was in the same name that God was going to give them. Because why? There was a connection between the two. Matter when sin came in, that connection got cut off. Amen. Now, we go back to the Garden of Eden. Sin has caused a chasm and then, uh, in, the, in the cycle of eternity. Man has lost his immortality. Now, he was supposed, when they, they, God said they, they must multiply and replenish the earth, it was not through the normal birth that we have today. Now men had to, women had to go traveling birth to give birth. Everything had changed. Now after that, Eve 
gave birth to twins. And then they were chased out. Now these boys, because now, remember now, their, their mothers will narrate the stories of the Garden of Eden. Tell them what used to happen them. And then they tell them that we can't go there anymore. It, this thing intrigued them. Because they, they said, how, how can we go back? <laughs> Amen? Yes, yes you, you mean we, we can't go back? I mean, that is nice. Now, now I'm, a, I'm a shepherd. My brother King here must go till he's a gardener. No, man. It's not. And you there, you just used to just call things into existence. No, no, no. We long to be there. But now, just by their works or their wish, <laughs> they could not get there. Because as much as it took blood to cause that chasm, Blood was also needed to close that chasm. But now, animal blood couldn't do it. No, sir. It needed strong blood. That was going to what? Not only cover sin. Remember, animals, the blood of animals used to only cover sin. It never used, but now the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ came in and what? Destroyed it. And it closed that chasm. Now, while the two boys were there, to show you that some of the things is by spiritual revelation. They, they, they didn't know exactly how to do it. But to show their nature, remember, your nature, your attitude must reflect your altitude. It must reflect where you come from. Right. Now, while they were there, there was Cain, there was Abel. Both of them knew that there was a God and they wanted to worship this God. This God of his father, his God of his mother, the one that he talked about so much. But now, one was of the evil one. <laughs> one was of God. Now, when they came there on the day to worship, it became a revelation of who they were. It reflected the altitude whereby they came. Now, when they came there, Cain, you know, Brother Bram says, Cain was not an infidel. No. He also wanted to worship God. He says he was almost like a believer. You understand? Because he built an altar. Altar is a place of worship. He built an altar. He went there, looked for a sacrifice. But now look now to show that it, everything must be a revelation. Even with you, you must have the revelation. So when they got there, what did Cain bring? Flowers. Pumpkins. Nice fruits. You know, he went there and chose the best fruits in his garden. The best. You know, he was eager. He wanted to worship. He wanted to go back. But what did he bring? What he brought reflected what he was. Now then, here was Cain. It was Abel, his brother. Came there with a blaping lamp. You know, pulling it. The lamp was there, crying, making noise. You know, with Cain, everything was calm. You know, it was sophisticated, clean. No noise, no running around. The altar was clean. But with Cain, there was that lamp bleeping, making noise, running. He had to even go there, chase it back. No, with Cain, everything was just calm. He was just looking at his brother there, thinking, should I help him to... <laughs> but 
But you see, everyone has to bring his own. It's like, no man, let him, let him see what he's going to do. Now Cain brought, Abel came with that lamp. It was crying, screaming, kicking. Now he says we didn't have, they didn't have knife at, knives at that time. No, he had to take a rock, a splint. You can just imagine how barbaric even Cain was like, oh man, this man. Now there's blood all over now. Even some of it, I man, you're making my altar dead. No, what's wrong with you? You know, it was just a mess. <laughs> but behind that mess, there was a revelation. Amen. That it took blood. And it is a blood that's going to put us in. Amen. So when that blood, because now remember, when you kill a plant, it is dead. Blood has life in it. That is why you are instructed not to drink or eat the blood of an animal because it is the life of that animal. Now, whatever needed to be alive so that it will bring life to them. Not dead, like a dead plant. Now they went there, lit their altars. Now, remember that, that nice looking altar now? There was just smoke all around it. That dirty, blood-filled, blood-soaked altar. The, the smoke just went up into the heavens. Amen. And then it, uh, going up there into the heavens, it shows acceptance that God had accepted the sacrifice. You understand? Now, Cain didn't have the revelation, but Abel did. And then it was a foretelling of that for you and I. To be able to belong in that heavenly altitude, it needed what? The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It needed a close relative, a kinsman, redeemer's blood. Not a plant. No, sir, a plant can't die. It can't save you. Because what caused the chasm was not, was not a plant. It was blood. The devil injected himself into the human race. Blood needed to get rid of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, as we go on on the message, uh, so you realize now how do you, how can you get up there? It is not through your effort, or it is not through anything that you will ever do, but it is only through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, with this heaven, I think you will agree with me that heaven. It's like crossing over. Heaven now is a dimension. Actually, you can actually, in a split of a second, be in heaven. Because you, you don't travel up there to heaven. No, you, it is just a translation. It is just a body change for you to get into that heaven. Amen? The only thing is that it is a higher dimension. Uh, I think we all know that we have the seven dimension. And then the first three is where we live in. That is time, matter, light. And then um, the fourth one is uh, science. That is where you see now the voice is traveling. That is the fourth dimension. You can actually see that there is a screen, but you don't see how it doesn't go in there. That is the fourth dimension. And even as we speak now, there is a live broadcast. That is where the fourth dimension is. That is where science operates. Then on the fifth dimension, that is where 
the, the hell is, and then the, all people who are lost are there. And the sixth dimension, that is where the saints are. And then the seventh dimension, that is where God is. You understand? So it is just a change in dimension. You understand? That is how you go to heaven. So you need to go, for you to go to heaven, you have to go beyond the first, second, third, fourth, fifth dimension to go into it. But you just don't travel through them, you just jump. <laughs> it is a jump. Hallelujah. Because why? It is a higher altitude. And there is why normally as people, when we speak about the heavens, we speak looking up. Because why? It is a higher altitude. Now, I, I want us to go on with our message. Um, now, um, so I want us to just explore this altitude. Yes. Now, there's a word that goes, says you must come up higher. Now, higher is what into this hev- higher, higher heavenly place. Yes. Now, when you are on earth, you, then you go higher. Like if you are here, and then you go higher into the atmosphere, you find that there is a change in status quo. Mm-hmm. The air becomes thinner, but as much as the air becomes thinner, the noise becomes less. Okay. The higher you go, the more silent things become. It becomes more peaceful when you go up there. But it becomes frightening at the same time. Because like I told you, when Branham and those brothers were climbing up the mountain, it became, yes, it became more peaceful. Marwan couldn't breathe. <laughs> Why? Because the air was becoming thinner there. Amen. Now, it even becomes worse when you go out of the atmosphere into space. There, there's no air. There is no pressure there. Now you find that if you are in space, you actually can suffer. You, even not that you can. <laughs> you will suffocate. You will explode because there is too much pressure in you than it is there in outer space. Now you will find that for you to get out there, you need something. You cannot make it on your own. That is what we are talking about, heavenly altitude. It is a place that you on your own cannot get there. Something must take you there. You understand? Then we speak about astronauts. An astronaut, when he's there, he has a space suit that is covering him. You understand? That means the word of God must come there and cover you. And an astronaut, for him to go to heaven, he needs a spaceship powered by an atomic power. You need the Holy Spirit to boast you, to propel you upward. You cannot get there on your own. No. Because if you are there on your own, you are almost as good as dead. But if you have a spoiled suit, if you have the word of of God, if you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you can get there. That is what is needed for you to go into that heavenly altitude. You understand? Because now you'll see that even walking won't get you there. Traveling through a car won't get you there. An aeroplane is not made for it to get you there. Because when you go there, 
you have to go through the sound barrier. Yeah. If you are made of raw material, your plane will disintegrate yeah. because of the pressure. The, we call it in, in aerodynamics, we call it aerodynamic drag. Yeah. For you to pierce through the sound barrier, yeah. you have to go through this aerodynamic drag. It's not only the aerodynamic drag that you have to fight, for, fight against, yeah. even the force of gravity. Yes. You understand? You see, if you're going higher, the earth, gravity, gravitational force, wants to pull you down. Sin, if you're a child of God, when you go higher, it wants to pull you down. So you need something powerful, something more powerful than you, to propel you upwards, into the heavens, into the unknown. On your own, you cannot defeat sin. That is why the word of God says, Brother Brenham says, being good, following the law, doing good, is just humanly. But it cannot get you to heaven. No, sir. You need something. You need some dynamics in your mechanics to push you through. Amen. And then you'll get, you find out when you get there, you become weightless. Yes, when you are there, because there is no sin, there is no burden in you. You become weightless and you you float. And one thing, even though I'm going ahead of myself, you'll find that space shows you the eternality of God. Because when we're in space, where does space end? There's just Milky Way after Milky Way after Milky Way after Milky Way. That is why even when you are there as a child of God, it signifies eternality. That a person who's in that place is eternal. Because when you are with there, you can be with God forever. There will be nothing traveling you. The only thing you are doing there is that you are dependent on him. He's the one who wants, who feeds you. Who is the one who gives you food. He's the one who takes care of you. Because in space... You cannot take care of yourself. Something must take care of you. Amen. Amen. Then when you are there, floating, the gravitational force of this world can't can, can, can hold you down. That is the troubles of this world can't hold you down. Now when you are there, in the heaven altitude, you forget Corona. No. <laughs> corona does not have an effect on you. No, say. That means everything that you do then, the only thing that is there is just pure bliss, love, peace, happiness, joy. Now you say, but Brother Mishabi, yes, in fact, if you get corona, and then uh, it, is a, it, it, is a, it is a way for you to demonstrate God's power Amen. against the corona. Amen. It's like the pastor said, you don't get killed by corona if you are a child of God. No. If you die, it's because it is your time. God has permitted it. If he doesn't want, you can be even, they can even pull a a ventilator off you, put you in a mortuary, you will rise up. It is not your time. Yes. You will rise up. Then they'll say, ah, what happened? It is not, because he is the one, the author and the creator and then the author and leader and guide of your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, sir. 
So what it does, if corona catches you and you die, it just speeds up. That's the orphan that is calling. It just speeds up the process. That's all it does. So you cannot fear corona while you are there. In fact, when you are there, you fear nothing. No, you fear nothing. And uh, the other thing that you will see is because when the spaceship goes into space, it knows it's sharp-tipped. Because if it's not sharp-tipped, when it breaks into that sun barrier, what normally happens is that the whole ship will collapse. Now you find that even yourself to go and break into space, you need what? A double-edged sword with a tip that is pointed out. You need the sword of the weight to be able to propel you into that space. On your own, you can't do it. It is not by your works, but it was, it was, it was by, it is by the power and might and grace and mercy from God. Hallelujah. And then uh, you realize that when you are there, uh, even Brad Brenham, even while he was here, he used to stay in that altitude, heavenly altitude. That is why he says that nothing except perfect love will get you there. It must be perfect for you to gain entry into heaven. You need nothing but perfect love. And then you realize that when we, you are in that heavenly altitude, you just love. <laughs> you love even your enemies. You love everybody. Even if the person is the child of God, it's even worse. Why? It is you reflect what is there. If you are there, you are here and there is hate in you, you are reflect what is there. <laughs> Not what is there. No. Because there is a difference between what is there and what is down there. Hallelujah. Now you realize that even Stephen, when he was dying, he reached that altitude. Because while they were kicking him, stoning him, he says, I saw heaven open. Peace. That's what he saw. People are stoning him, kicking him, but all he sees is what? Heaven open. All he sees is what? Peace. Why? That is what is in there. Even though he was there dying, he was already reflecting where he was going. Hallelujah. But you see, um, brother, how can you say he, he, he was reflecting while he was dying? Remember, he reflected perfect love because even though he was dying, he says, Father, forgive them. He even forgave his enemies who were killing him. You see? Perfect love. You even love your enemies. Hallelujah. And you say, really? Yes, but I can tell you, the reason why is because it was just a type of the fact that for you to get to heaven, the old you must die. That is why even the flesh part died. And then the theophany, the soul, it went up to heaven. Why? Because it shows the transition that you and I must make for us to get there. That means the old you must die. That means you must experience a new birth. Yeah. 
without a new birth, you can't make it. So there was, a, there was a new birth taking place there. That is why he saw heaven opening. Even you, your old self, for you to be a citizen of that place, must die. Now you say, is it possible? Yes, it's possible. And it is even possible for you to live in that place. And you realize that in that space, in that heavenly altitude, everything is effortless because it is no longer your, your work. Everything just happens automatically. God is the one that is doing the things. You, God just pack, gives you the orders, you just pack them out effortlessly because it is him doing the works in you. Amen. When trial come, it is just an opportunity for you to demonstrate. Others may be crying under trials, but for you, it is a demonstration of God's power. You become an oddball. You become a peculiar person because you might find that your situation is dire, yet we are glorifying Yet you are worshipping. You even confound the devil himself because you'll say, ah, this man I just did, he's busy worshipping. That means you even confuse the devil himself. Amen. Amen. Because why? It is no longer you. It is God doing the works in you. The old you has died. There's something that is automatically came and took place. That is why when you're there, everything happens automatically. And even they say there, when you are there, the spaceship is controlled by a radar. You are controlled by what? By the Holy Ghost. The the, the radar of the spaceship is down there on earth. Your radar, the Holy Spirit comes from? Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. You you find that you go from glory to glory, victory to, to, to victory. Effortlessly. Effortlessly so. Now you find that everything about you is the work of the blood. It's not you. Not animal blood. We've already told you that the animals doesn't have a, uh, have a soul. It, can, it could only cover. You needed the, what? the work of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to do the work in you, to get you to, through. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you'll find that even when you are there, you are led. You are actually being led by the Holy Spirit. Stubborn, if you are stubborn, that means if you're there, your attitude change. Both physically and spiritually, your attitude change. If you are stubborn, there is a change that comes into you. You become now mellow, sweet, gentle. You become a loving husband, a loving wife. Why? Because you are reflecting the heavenly altitude that you are in. Here on on earth. And you find that there is a nice sweet aroma about you. You know, a person from there, you can spend hours and hours, days and days with them. (laughs) They will never bore you. You can't get enough of them. Why? Because there is a certain disposition about them, which is sweet, gentle, Attractive, you understand? Now you can say, Oh, brother, you must be careful. If you are like that, uh, these people will use you. Uh, These people will take you for a ride, brother. 
But I can tell you, it is good and right to be used by God. Because if they use you and it is the children of God, you know, it is a testimony. Remember, when you are there in heaven, in the millennium, you have to testify. You have to tell us, brother, what were you doing there, down there? Because Paul will come and tell you, no, me when I was there, this is what used to happen. What did you do? Who did you lead to Christ? What, what is it of Christ that you did? You have to testify. Now, when you are here, when God uses you, it's an opportunity for you to have a testimony. To have something that when you are there, you can talk about. Something when you are there, you can demonstrate and see. Brother, you did your part. I may, I may not have been a preacher, but this is what, you see the sister needed this, the brother needed help on this, this is what I, you have to have a testimony. Now, to be used by God, it is an opportunity for you to gain testimony, to have a testimony that you're going to go there, demonstrate and speak about. Hallelujah. Now he says, the Bible says here, I will read, we'll read Matthew uh, 5, verse 14. Uh, if we can just display it. Amen. Uh, Matthew 5, verse uh, 14. He says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill <laughs> cannot be hid. You see? That's, that is all. Why? Because you, you need to be used by God because you are what? A city that is set on a hill. That means you are a city set on high altitude. You are light. Now a light, you see when somebody is lost, it is dark. They are hopeful, hopeless. When they are in that spot, they want a flicker of light to guide them. You should not refuse to be that flicker of light. You understand? You must be that flicker of light to be able to guide you understand? And now you must understand something. Life at light attracts. If you are light, there will be animals, there will be bugs, there will be people. You understand? You should not get tired because it is your duty. <laughs> it is attract. You understand? It is to guide, it is to show, it is to lead. And then where are you sitting? You can't put a light under the table. That is why he says you are light set on the hill and you cannot be hid. That means if you are a child of God, it's like that slave. He could not hide it. He tried. Even you, that you are a child of God, you cannot hide it. You will try, but it will be for a moment. The moment you talk, we'll say, eh, there is something about this man. Because the moment you talk, it will be a display of what you are. You cannot hide it. The moment you hide it, that means there's something you are not it. Yes. That is why you can hide because you are not it that light. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. Yes. You must be what? Guide other people to what? To the Lord. Yes. Amen. Because even you, there is a scripture here. Let's read Ephesians, which will talk about you. Ephesians 5, verse, verse uh, 8. 
if we can read that one. Yes, it says, for you, you were sometimes in darkness, you see, even you. But now ye are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. You see? You cannot deny others because you are also in darkness. Somebody let you. You must also do the same thing. Lead others. Because why? That is why we say it is not your works. Because your works did not uh, make you a light. Neither it is your works that's going to make others a light. You just become an instrument that God uses. Hallelujah. And I've told you that uh, normally um, space shows the eternality of God. And I've explained how. So we can move forward. Amen. Um, uh, I don't know. My time is, is running uh, All right, let's just read this quotation here because <laughs> I, have, I have so many quotations and I've only read three. Amen. <laughs> so, <laughs> amen, I don't know, yes, but we'll, we'll do as the Lord leads. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. We'll read um, present stage of my ministry and we'll read uh, paragraph 27 to 29. He says, Brother Branham here says, um, I think I've, uh, I've jumped some of the quotations. Uh, I have to see this one. Amen. Uh, just bear with me. Amen. Yeah, sometimes I was explaining it. Just give me time to search it. All right, now let me just look it this way. Amen. Oh yes, he says, um, here sometime, I was explaining it. I was looking at a television picture where they let a man down. I think took two miles or a mile deep into the ocean. And they had the ray light that went out. They were showing marine light. And then there came a fish, that horrible looking creature. That is, that is it's midnight, ink black down there. And they had phosphorus on their nose and they had no eyes. Now they have to be fed. So what I'm trying to demonstrate to you is that when you are in there, you are led, guided and fed by God in that heavenly altitude. 
He's the one leading you and guiding you. Now, they, they had to be fed. So it looked like to find their food, they were guided by with another sense. Not sight, because they didn't have eyes. And actually, I went there, and then I, I searched for that fish. The name of the fish is Mexican blind cave fish. Astanax mexicanus. That's its uh, Latin name. Now, this fish, uh, they, they, now, they had to, now they had to be fed. So it looked like to find their food, they were guided with another sense. Not sight, because they didn't have eyes. Could, couldn't use them down there. They were guided with another sense that they could, could contact their food. And I thought, if I could have control of that little fish with my sight, how much greater, you see now, how much greater could I supply his food and lead him places? How much greater my sight is than his rudder he contacts? And I thought, if I could just lead him. Now, let me tell you something about this fish. The way this fish is, it has some cousins in, in, that stays in the lakes. But those cousins, the same group, that, those cousins, they have eyes. But this one, because it was staying in a place that was dark, whereby in that place it did not need eyes. It, with natural process of natural selection, it lost those eyes. Why? The reason was because where it was staying, there was no food. Now, with those eyes, it was using close to 15% of its daily requirement, food requirement was going to be used on eyes. You can just imagine, if you are in the dark, and you can't see, and you have eyes, you have to look even more <laughs> to be able to see. Now what God did, he just took out his eyes, so that he, because he, he can use them, so that he will be able to conserve food, conserve energy. Okay. Amen. Amen. Now, the, the scientist they says, being sightless, gives them a major boost. <laughs> because why? They have to use less energy than they, they require. You understand? Now, you, you'll realize that it has a sense that is leading it. And even you as a believer, there is a sense that is leading you. It is not your five senses. It is the sixth sense. The super sense. Faith. God himself that is leading you. And even God is the one that is feeding you. That is why even this fish, it has to have a rudder. That sense, that rudder that is phosphorus, that is on its nose, leading it, guiding it. It is the one that is guiding it there. Now, you find that this fish, when it's there, it has to feed on everything that this rudder leads it to. Because if it doesn't do, it will starve. Even with a child of God, they have to feed on each and every word of the living God to be able to be what? To be well fed. To be well nourished. You understand? Firstly, God must guide them. Then he must what? Feed them. Or else if you don't, and you say, no, this verse, I don't like it, you'll, be, you'll have what you call marasmic. You'll become a koshioko. That means you'll be a child who's fed, <laughs> bloated, but you find that it is just water. Because there is no protein. It's just fat. In fact, you think that the child is well fed. 
<laughs> while you find that the child is actually stolen. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> yeah, so for you to get the right foot for your time, for your age, God must be the one leading you. God must be the one guiding you. You must yield to him. This fish, because he doesn't have eye, whatever is guiding him, that red on his nose, is the one that it has to follow. You understand? And when it goes there, it does not matter what it finds. It scavenges everything where that thing leads it. What a type of a child of God. You also must scavenge the whole word of God. The whole Bible. Whether it is bitter. You know, scavenging. When you scavenge food, you might find a dead plant. Dead <laughs> Amen. A dead animal. But because you have no choice, you have to eat even with the child of God. Whether You remember when John was given the book? They say the book was sweet, but bitter. Even if the word of God is bitter, it works on you. It changes you. You must yield to it. You must feed on it. Hallelujah. You must be guided by what? The super sense. Now, you find that this fish having no, 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 no eyes in darkness, in dark making waters, that sense has to guide it. Now, you young men, you must be like young people. You must be like that fish. That means you must also, by the process of natural selection of the word, you must lose the sense of the worldly thing. The sight. That means you must be blinded to that thing. So that what? That is the only way God will be able to guide you. You understand? So that if there is a dunk, there is a thing of this world, you won't be able to see. The miniscurs, the fornication, the pornography, everything that may try to go. You know, pornography, you assess it through the eye. But if you lose those eyes through the way, you know, if you are addicted to pornography, I don't know why I'm letting you say this, you cannot overcome that on your own. You see, you have to be led. God must come and quench that desire out of you. You must be that, like that fish. You must also follow the word of God. Amen. The things of this world, you'll find that if you are... You know this message? It has power. This message has effect. Mara, you have to what? You have to yield to it. You, you must not yield the message to you. <laughs> yes, I see people are doing that nowadays, whereby they yield, they want to try to, to take the message and feed their own lifestyle. No. You have to live your own lifestyle, yield to the message. And you find that if you do that, you'll be saving yourself a lot of trouble. Yes, if you just yield to the word, everything becomes easy. All the, everything that people are worrying about out there, it doesn't affect you because you are just protected. You are cocooned from it. Yes, because why? It is the word leading you, guiding you. Hallelujah. Now, you find that as if you, you go there and then you yield to this message, the natural, uh, the taste of this world become foreign to you. You can't even stomach it. 
You don't become like those Israelites who had one leg in Canaan and one leg in Egypt. Whereby when there is a problem, they remember the garlic, the pepper, the salt of Egypt. They will even tell Moses, in Egypt it was not so. No, brother. You become like Daniel. You see, I like Daniel. I don't know. It's impossible for me to, 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 to go there, speak about the message and not mention Daniel. Because if you read Daniel 1, the first chapter there, on the Amplified Version, it gives you a, a the title says, it says, the choice of young men. <laughs> and it says Daniel is one of the few heroes whose record is flawless. A young man, flawless. He is an example of how to work and live as a believer in a hostile environment. That's Daniel. You understand? Why? Because for him, he was determined. He was here. He put it as in his heart to live for God. He has proposed it in himself. Even you as a young man, you can do that. Remember, Daniel, even in Babylon, do you know that he went to university in Babylon? How many knows that? Yes, because when in there, Daniel was chosen, they were one of the brightest people that were chosen to come and serve Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And when chosen, they had to go and learn the degree. They had to go to school. Even you in school, you can be like Daniel. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the universities we have, you can be like Daniel. You can leave this message of the hour and be like Daniel. Now, when they went there, he has said to himself that we are not going to defile our body with the food and the wine and the meat of the king of Babylon. We're just going to feed on water and fruit, fruit, vegetables. That's what they did. This is a, this is a, this is a type. <laughs> it's, a, it's a type. That means the worldly thing in Babylon, they were not going to partake in. They were just going to stick to the diet, the diet of the world. Even as a young person, you can actually do that. Stick to the diet of the world. Hallelujah. Now, Daniel, while there, there was an Enoch that was looking after them. So, Daniel, because he was the leader, it was Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel being their leader, the prophet. He went there and he said to the Enoch, we cannot eat this food. But we don't want to get in trouble. So what are we going to do? We're going to feed the others their worldly things. You're going to come here and feed us with water and vegetables. Then there must be a test in 10 days. And a look at our countenances. You see, the, prophet, the pastor have said it, I think it was it last week, that if you look at the countenance of the people that we grew in, because of the things that they have to go through in life, the partying, the alcohol, the fornication, the adultery, they look older. <laughs> you look young. Actually, you'll even go to your friend and say, Baba. <laughs> And it's like, hey, 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 sorry, I'm a pale liberal soul. It's me. <laughs> then we say, who are you? <laughs> Why? Because of what sin can do. Now, the word of God tells us when Daniel went there, and then the, 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 the Enoch 
compared the countenances of Daniel and his friends were brighter. They were more fit. You see, if you fit on the word, on the message of the hour, you become more fit. Your countenance, you know, it's like this. What is inside must reflect. What is inside of you must show out. You will become more bright, more clearer, healthier, spiritually, not only spiritual, and natural. Amen. So that is why that is Daniel here. Now, when they checked and they demonstrated, they were more fitter. They were more brighter, healthier, eating what? Water and vegetables. Others were indulging themselves. Pork. <laughs> the sisters, they don't like it. Others were indulging themselves. But they, they said, uh-uh. You know, they will have parties. Daniel, they say, no. Wines, Daniel say no. Hallelujah. Now you must do what as a child of God. You must. So at their request, Daniel, even you at your request, the pastor who was the Enoch kept giving them the message of the hour feeding. You see, the message of the hour, brethren, is the message of the hour now. What you are feeding on now at this moment. Even at the time of, of, of Daniel, they had it. They fed on it. Hallelujah. So that you don't become malnourished. Mara, you cannot be malnourished if you eat and feed on the word. Hallelujah. Yeah, I think my time. Uh, amen. Let's see if we can just do... The, the others, I will just... Go quickly through. Uh, the one question that we wanted to ask, because we are almost ran out of time, is why are we set in heavenly places? I think we've already answered that, that the eagle puts its nest higher. For what? For safety and for protection. Against what? The evil one. Against the dance of the, 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 the evil one. If you are higher, in higher altitude with God, the devil cannot access you. Amen. And the other reason why it is set up higher is because as a child of God, Brother Benjamin says, I hate a church without ambition. <laughs> I hate a church without high anticipation and expectation. That is why you are set up high because your expectation from God is higher. You are, you are anticipating more every day from God. Hallelujah. Amen. And then also you are expecting more. That is why you receive more. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you expect less, we give you as much as you expect. You get as you expect. Hallelujah. And then you, you will find that there, when you are there, in the heavenly place, you are positionally placed and you know who you are. That you are the son of God, you are a daughter of God, sitting in the heavenly places with Christ, not tomorrow, not yesterday, now. That means if that's the case, you find that the power of God that he has, it is demonstrated in you now. Not yet. That means you don't look. Okay, let me give you an example now. When they spoken with countdown, Brother Benham says, 
when the people achieve their thing, the, the scientists, they look back into what God has done. They look, uh, they go there, dig the gold, dig the diamond to make something, a car. But he says, God, with his achievement, he looks forward. The world looks backwards, but God achieves forward. Why? That is why you have the message of the hour. You have prophecies. Which prophesies the rapture? Something that's going to happen. <laughs> that is God. You understand? He doesn't give you looking backward, you know, this is what happened. Let's see what's going to happen. No. <laughs> With God, is not a guesswork. He, uh, he gives achieving forward. You understand? Telling you what's going to happen. That is why now, even here, when you are here, if you are sick, you understand? Okay, maybe let me tell you, say it this way. You see, he says he's blessed us with spiritual blessings. What are those spiritual blessings? It is what? Divine healing, the message of the hour, the seventh seal, the third pool ministry, the mystery of godliness, 1,200 and something messages that has been stored for you. It is those spiritual blessings that he has blessed you with. So that you will be one, it will guide you, it will feed you, it will lead you. He has not left you alone. He says, I will lift you with the Holy Spirit, it will guide you. It will guide you to the truth. That is the truth. Now he has blessed you with those spiritual blessings. That means if you want healing, you can access it now. And even with you, people, the third pool become a reality. Because what is the third pool? It's God in a man. That is why sometimes if you are a person and you don't help your fellow Christian, you are denying yourself blessings because God is in a man. Remember, which sister had, when he was blessed, he was never blessed until God was in Brother Branham. And what did Brother Branham say? He said, ask what you want. Me, Brother Branham, I'm going to give it to you. That is the third full ministry. Abraham. There was uh, three gentlemen that visited him, angels. The third one, that is why we say the third pool in the house of Abraham. The third one is the one that stayed with Abraham. Now, Abraham had been promised lots and lots for a long time, saying you will have a son. 25 years. But he says, when that man came, God in a man, when he was there in Abraham's house, he says, in the same time when we are talking up. According to the time of life, next year, <laughs> you'll have a So even Abraham himself received a son when he did, when he accepted God in a man. So when God, when you deny to help your fellow brothers, you deny yourself blessings. Because God now can bless you through your brother. Because why? We don't say worship your brother. No. Marry your brother. Like I can give you an example. The pastor must have God in him. Because he's the angel of the church. If the pastor asks for something and you deny it, you are denying blessings from the angel of the Lord. That means with, with these spiritual blessings, everything becomes easier. You who is in the heavenly altitude, you realize these things. You know, God gives you orders. You pack it out. Because you are there. in this. Everything becomes easier. You realize the word. You understand what is the third pool ministry. You understand what is the seventh seal. Everything, they become so easy. 
That is why we say God is simple. God is not complicated. He's simple. He's simple. That is why he says, he says, the others will say, uh, Lord, Lord, why do you say we never fed you? Um, we never clothed you. He says, those little ones down there, your brother, your sister, when you did not feed them, clothe them, you were not clothing me. You see, God in a man. You understand? So you must have respect for your fellow brother. Because why? God is in him. That is how simple it is. Now, when you are there in a higher altitude, you will realize those things. I want to read you, maybe because um, we are about to close now. Um, yeah, I think we've gone through this one. Yeah, this other quotation we will just leave. Um, yeah, we'll just leave this one. Now, you will realize now, when you are in, as we close, when you are in this um, higher altitude, God always provides better than you expect. Remember that time when um, Daniel was accused of not worshipping that image? They took him and they put him in a lion's den. Logically, when Daniel was praying, he was asking, normally, what can protect you from a, from a lion? Are you afraid of a lion in the zoo? No, because he's in a fence. <laughs> Daniel was expecting a fence. That's what Brother Brenham says. But God provided something higher. He provided an angel, something better. So even you now, when you are here in that altitude, you will be expecting little. God will give you more. You will be expecting something small. He will multiply it because now he will give you what? Better. Something that better than you expect. I'll give you a story. One day, uh, the late brother Ruben used to work in Jobek. And then uh, while he was walking, I think it was evening time, he was walking home. So he tried to take a shortcut. Then he went into an... You know how Jobek is, those big buildings, small passages went in an early... He went in there. When he went in there, three, almost three people got tats, followed him. When they followed him, he tried to run. He realized, hey, I am an old man. <laughs> I will not be able to outrun these people. He tried, he tried to walk faster because you can see... You are in an alley. You are from that street. When you look, the building is long. You can actually see the other people passing there. <laughs> you want to hurry up to get to that side so that you will be safe. So when you try to run, they run with him. Now he says, while he was doing that, something just came to him and said, um, reach for your ankle. So he went there and he reached for his ankle. When he did that, the tax ran away. <laughs> Now, when he, when he related the story to us, he said, no, at first, when they ran away, I thought maybe they thought I'm going to reach for a gun. Can you have a gun on your ankle? No, sir. He said, maybe they going, I was reaching for my knife. No, sir. It's because God provides better than you expect. I believe there was an angel of the Lord there. 
that <laughs> when he went down, they saw something yes. that struck their mind, something that perplexed them. Yes. That I mean, an um, uh, old man with a knife, and we are three of us, we have knives. Can we run away from him? No. no. What is it that they saw? It is God providing better than you expect. Amen. With these few words, there was a quotation a nice one I wanted to read for you, but maybe God will have saved you for the other time. Amen. Uh, as we stand up, amen. We can just have a worshiping song as the pastor comes forward. Amen. So you see, when you are there, expect more from God. Because he's, you, you know what, he, he wants people who are, have ambition, who has high anticipation, who an, uh, expects more. You understand? You, you, you know there's a pot, God's potential, you cannot exhaust it. You cannot ask, out, I don't know if it's English, but you cannot out ask God of anything. No. So you need to what? Ask more. So that you get more out of him. You know, you know what? Don't be afraid of miracles. No. Ask for more miracles. You understand? If you are, heal, you are sick, ask for more healing. It does not matter how impossible it is. Ask for more. Have respect for God. Have respect for his people. Then you'll see. He will what? Bless you. We can sing a worshiping song as the pastor comes forward. Amen.
many have been blessed this morning? Amen. Amen. Your attitude reflects your altitude. It shows whether you are a high-frequency person or a low-frequency person. But the way it says, come up hither. And the higher we go, the better we see for our own betterment. Amen. We appreciate the Lord. God bless you, Brother Mclavi, for such a, a piece of a master, masterpiece. Amen. We appreciate everything. I think I forgot there were Thanksgiving here that Brother Watt gave me that I forgot. It is Sister Lassimo that was not feeling well and she appreciates that by God's grace she has been completely delivered. Another one is from Sister Macy. She says she appreciates what God has been doing in her life, which is quite visible. Her two, her four children all got a job. All got jobs on one day. Amen. So we appreciate it to see that we worship the God that has got a track record. We can say this is what he has done, this is what he has done, this is what he will do. Never be afraid to bring a thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not that you are bragging about yourself. You are bragging about God. And through your thanksgiving, somebody will be inspired. That if God was at that address, he is coming to my address. Isn't so, brethren? Uh, We appreciated the Lord. The message was such a wonderful message. We we appreciate the effort, uh, the diligence and the intentionality of ministers to go and extract these golden nuggets so that they can come and feed you. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that you are well fed? Not fairy tales. I hate fairy tales. I need the unadulterated word of God that comes from the prophet messenger. Then I know that we are in the safe zone. Amen. The messages that don't instill fear, but that that somewhat propels you to say God can do it. Amen. We appreciate the Lord. Let's just sing a worshiping song as we wrap up so that we let you go.
sing this one before we go higher ground. I'm praising on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some may dwell, some will be there. So though some may dwell where those are bound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. I want to live above the world, though Satan's darts at me are held, for faith has caught the joyful sound, the song of saints on higher ground. That's why the brother says, the higher you go, the noise diminishes. There is an altitude where gossip doesn't reach you. No, when you are troubled by gossip, the problem is not gossip, it's your locality. Amen. And you know there are beds that are higher, there are beds that are in between, there are beds that are on the ground. The most dangerous beds are the one in between. That tell those higher that here this is what they are saying about you. Amen. If you, if you hear some things affecting you, increase your altitude. If, if friends bother you, you know, there are friends that you outgrow. Some friends are not meant to be with you forever. You, you outgrow, you might have grown up together, went to school together, but the times that come, you don't just block them. Go higher. Let your conversations reveal the level of your altitude. You know, the best way that the eagle can confuse an end is just to talk about the breeze at this altitude. Well, the ant is going through dust, but this one is talking about the breeze. Your conversations reveal your altitude. Amen. Hey, this is beautiful. Um, and a giraffe and an ant cannot come together. Their level of vision is not the same. A child of God cannot be a friend to somebody that don't understand these things. Because the altitude is different. Amen. Let's sing this one. will allow you to go before I, I preach another sermon. I'm praising God. That's my
You choose a pastor by altitude, a marriage partner by altitude, a fellowship by altitude, friends by altitude. Everything is about altitude. They say Daniel had the spirit of excellency. That's what the Bible says, the spirit of excellency. He did not want to associate the name of his God with mediocrity. My God is an excellent God. I will deliver excellent results to reflect the name of my God. No, no room for mediocrity. No room for mediocrity. A man of reputation who knew where he stood with God. 68 years with no church service, with no fellowship, but knowing who he was, gravitating. I'm glad that you had a scripture for it, that they ate vegetables, and later they had to compare. 
and the brothers were glowing. The word of God will make you glow, sister. Sin will make you lose your radiancy. But the word of God will make you look radiant. Until they say, ah, you look younger. You know, they say if you go into the space for 100 years, it may result, it may mean, according to the world's time, it may be the mean that you are out there for 24 hours. When you are out there, you don't age. That's why we say, come up. Come up higher. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, what a lovely time we had in your presence. The world is troubled by so many things, diseases, economies, all sorts of things. But this morning we have heard that we are in higher places in Christ Jesus where the troubles of the world cannot beset us. We are dual beings. One part is here on earth, but another part is in eternity. Another part can be sick, but there is a part that can never be sick. Another part can die, but there is a part that can never die. This morning we came like eaglets, and we were there around the table, and we were fed this spiritual manner. We were reminded of who we are by the diet that we were fed with. We are leaving your presence this morning energized, having more courage to go and do more, to go and be able to stand out and knowing that we are a peculiar people and celebrating our outboldness, dear God, before this world. We appreciate how you have used our brother. May you bless him and bless his family. May you bless his ministry. May you continue, dear God, to reveal more and more to him so that he can be of a benefit to the body of Christ. We pray, dear God, for every brother and every sister in the building and every need in the building, all needs in the building, we want to present them to the altar. All problems in the building, we present them to the altar. All the sicknesses in the building, we present them to the altar because we know once they get the attention of God, we deem them to be resolved. And dear God, I pray for the, the believers that they will be living here. May you grant them, dear God, the traveling mercy until they reach their destination. All these things we ask them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Have a blessed week. My daughter Winola made me laugh. I was having a chat with the boys. I said, when you are married, you must never be controlled by your mother. So, my daughter says, this is not for me because I'm going to be a wife. <laughs> God bless you. Have a blessed week till we see you next Sunday. Shalom.
Yeah, 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 yeah. 